Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Well, Jordan, here we are on this deserted tropical island. Yeah, spending another another uh, interregnatory period. Might be a word, might not. You know who cares, man? We're on island time. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Oh, whoa! Look out! Out there on the horizon, I think it's a water spout tornado. Oh, my gosh. Oh, now there's wind and water everywhere. Should we panic, or should we continue being on island? Look out, Jordan! Oh, no! Coconut! Oh, my mortal enemy fruit. Nut? I don't know. Whatever it is, I hate it. And it's, it's coming so straight for me. Fall it's falling you. very gradually, and I could get out of the way, but I won't because I'm too busy wondering whether it's technically a nut or more of a fruit. Is it a gourd? I'm not sure. Ow. Jordan, are you okay, buddy? You crumpled to the ground. Uh, I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm Jesse. Mm, I'm. Where am I? What sort of time are we on? I'm the untalented host of Jordan Jesse Go. What's that? You're the talented one. You're the one everyone likes. Boy, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Oh, Jesus. Um, feel like I should probably get to a doctor or something because I can't remember a gosh darn thing. Why don't I just remind you of everything that's happened over the past year? And hopefully by the time we've wasted an hour and a half of time without doing that much work. Mm-hmm. You'll remember what the show is, and we can just do a regular well, show next week. I don't know week. if that'll work, helpful stranger, but okay. <laughs> Again, I'm Jesse. I'm the less talented of the two hosts of Jordan Jesse Go. Still not clear on what you're getting at. Okay, well, every year on Jordan Jesse Go, we have a slogan. Mm-hmm. In 2016, we kicked off the year with our friend Allison Rosen. You've yep. been on her podcast a number of times. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Mm-hmm. And we decided on a new slogan. Ultimately, we settled on Get Him, Get Him. I understood four of those words. Okay. Let me just press play. Okay. On this, I guess, my first Sony, my first Walkman. (laughs) (laughs) Nice that you had that with you. (laughs) And thank God. Very convenient you had that Sony, my first Walkman. Thank God it's hurricane proof. And thank God this hurricane's died down. Wait, hold on. Helpful stranger. Can we listen to this on mini disc? <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you have a mini disc player? I remember that for some reason. I don't remember who I am uh, or where I am, but I do remember that mini disc uh, was a uh, scrapped audio format. Well, thank God you remember mini disc. It's so much more convenient than that's Very convenient. Okay, let's listen. We need a slogan for 2016. Yeah, we're already ass deep into 2016. People are just drifting <laughs> Heather and hither and yon. Sure. Just floating through this year, not knowing what they're doing with themselves. Yeah. Yoni. So, yeah, Allison, for you, mm. we, uh, we every year for the past couple years, uh, we've picked a slogan for the year. It's kind of a, you know, a, a, a guiding light for people who are listening. Sure. Yeah. A, a beacon. You know, mm-hmm, yeah, a beacon. Of hope and inspiration. Yeah, we had. Uh, so what have we? What have we had? What are the? We had what are eternal the... power. Plug mm-hmm. it in. Uh, that was a popular one. Immortal, immortal power. power. Immortal power. Colon. Mm-hmm. Plug it in. More powerful than ever. Going ape. A lot of power going on. Yeah. Well, in a lot of ways, the goal of this is to help people develop their power. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, a lot of people it's have like under de- Rogan underdeveloped. <laughs> also, the moon landing was fake. <laughs> 
underdeveloped personal power. <laughs> Flatter and, theory. And our goal really is to uh, uh, our goal is is to to teach them how to interview and inject themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean to a certain extent, build a race of super soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know, so that mm-hmm. uh, when North Korea invades, sure. We're ready for them with a lot of people who are really, like, good to go. you got to be prepared for Rahoa. That's racial holy war. And it's, <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. 2015 uh, was sleazy like Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. 2014, flight of the raptor, sting of the asp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I love an asp reference. Um, and then immortal power plug it in mm-hmm. and more powerful than ever, going ape. Um, I actually – I. I put a little bit of thought into this and I was thinking about both my philosophies of life Mm -hmm. and uh, also what motivates me. Sure. I've been thinking a little bit about this too. Okay. So maybe there's some way we can come to some sort of common ground. Graft one onto the other. Sure. Awkwardly. Yeah. So when I think about what motivates me, well, I'll talk about my philosophy of life. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this expression, you got to be in it to win it. Sure. Okay, you have to step up I've seen up my own the... back tattoo. Right. <laughs> you have to... You've got eyes on the back of your head. Mm-hmm. You've got to step up to the plate to hit a home run. Sure. Okay. You got to get into the game if you want to take home the pot. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about what motivates me more than anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. And that is the mash-out posse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The Brooklyn-based sure. hip-hop duo, mm-hmm. uh, Fizzy Womack, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Lil Fame. <laughs> I'm talking about M.O.P., of course. Mm-hmm. And so my suggestion is, for 2016, our slogan be, Addy Up. Mm. Like, let's, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Right. Addy Up. Right. And it's good for two things. One is, if you can't decide whether to get in the game, you say to yourself, Annie up. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, if some motherfucker's walking through the hood with a chain, mm-hmm. you say, Annie up. Mm. You take mm. his chain. Mm. Get yeah. him. Get you him. Get him. You don't give it back. Hit him. Okay. Hit him. Hit him. Allison. Yes. Let me, while we're, while we're kind of figuring out where we want our year to go, I want to ask you about your 2015 going into 2016. Okay. What... Do you have any big goals that maybe we can speak to, maybe some shared goals that we can all, uh, you know, kind of enjoy together? What what, what are I'm you looking – I'm walking through the sure. hood and someone comes at me with a chain. Sure. I want that chain. Yeah, if oh, Brian, by the it's way – It's a nice chain, by the way. Yeah. By the and way, th- if Brian saying... has not designed a T-shirt by the end of this segment, I will be very disappointed. <laughs> Continue, Allison. Somehow saying anti-up is going to get me the chain. Yeah. I will address that, but can I just – can I, before they fall out of my sieve-like brain, ask a couple questions of yeah. Jesse? Yeah. So in it to win it and mash out posse, anti-up indicates in it to win it? Yeah, because you're anteing up. You're 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 uh, already there. If you're, you're putting your money you're in, in the pot. The, you're in the game. Yeah, right. you're putting your money in so the it's, pot. So it's like a cooler way of saying dip a toe. Mm. No, it's not about <laughs> dipping a toe. It's about engaging in the game. And and it's also yes. It's also a perfect metaphor <laughs> for 
feel like you're getting very angry. Thievery. Right mm. oh. So I'm going to quote. Look, but how? This is where my gonna whiteness quote, shows. I'm going <laughs> to quote from. I'm going to quote from my friend, for my Fizzy? friend Lil Fame, aka Fizzy Womack. Okay. okay? Take minks off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take things off. Take chains off. Take rings off. Bracelets is yapped. Mm. Fame came off. Mm-hmm. Everything off. Is he saying get naked? Fool, what you want? <laughs> we stifling fools. Fool, what you want? Your life or your jewels? Mm. It's Bart Simpson again. Yeah. <laughs> the rules? Is Sideshow Bob there? <laughs> the rules? Back them down. Jesse, can we talk to Chief Wiggum? <laughs> Next Wiggum thing, clap them down. Mm. Respect mine. We Brooklyn bound. Stirring. I felt it. Yeah. Is anti up a fizzy thing? Does no. Anti up is a you thing. Is what you say when you're sticking somebody up. You do? So when you, yeah, when you got Did the you gun on him or whatever. White Jordan. You no. say anti up. Is in like put mm-hmm. your money in the sure. pot. Mm-hmm. My God, if someone in, ever held take me your up chain and off. said anti up, I'd be like, what? This is confusing. <laughs> what does that mean? You're... I see. Sure. Okay. Because um, I was thinking. Not as a slogan, but I was just wondering how this relates to shit or get off the pot mm. in the same. That one's gross. I know. I'm not <laughs> suggesting it. I'm just saying, is it saying the same thing, but not quite? Okay. So as I transitioned from mm-hmm. 2015 to 2016, I made two New Year's resolutions. Okay. To do more podcasts. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Here I, mean, I am. What do you do? You only do four or five <clears throat> a week, right? To do. Uh, oh, sorry. No. To do other people's podcasts. Oh, well. You're Here welcome. I am. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. And to be more social. Okay. Oh, I like those. Um, because I am someone who uh, has a tendency to not be as social as I wish I were. Okay. Mm-hmm. After, because when I was younger, I forced myself to go out all the time. But sure. now it's easy to just be a lazy, useless sack of shit, <laughs> <laughs> peeing all the time. Sure. Drinking my soda. Just urinating and injecting. Exactly. That's all I do. Not even the good kind of injecting. Drinking no. your Safeway brand sparkling water, refresh. Right, which I'm sure sure relates because like I'm overly hydrated. Sure. My urine is very colorless. Mm. It's good though. Too. Yeah, I know it's, it's supposed good. to be healthy. It's healthy. There's just it's just copious amounts of it. Um so let's see. So what else do I want to You know, I also feel like this is the year that shit's got to happen. Like mm. there's a lot of things in my life, mainly sure. the trying to get pregnant thing, where yeah. it's like if it's going to happen, like it's going to be this year. Sure. Um however, if Allison's going to get pregnant, it's going to be this year. It's probably not universal. Yeah, I mean, it might be a little a bit confusing if people, you know, didn't know the Don't exact know. concept. Right. Here's here's something I have been thinking about. Re, twenty sixteen. Please. What do you think about this? Destroy the brainstem. <laughs> I'm sorry. Destroy the brainstem. I'm sorry. Like a like a <laughs> sniper, taking aim. Right. You want it, You want that kill shot. Sure. So you destroy the brainstem. But whose? Just, I mean, your your goals, your problems. It's about precision. It's about, uh, it, yeah, it's about taking a deep breath. Like bullseye. Destroy the brainstem. Yeah. Like you're making saying, a surgical strike on your goals? Sure. If I could paraphrase. Please. Do you mind if I use the language of the streets? I would love that. <laughs> You're suggesting that we 
Yap that fool. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh my God, yap that fool. But Why in is a that really like precision way, you know, not like, you know, this isn't about, you know, running at a problem with twenty different solutions or, you know, uh, uh, jumping into a situation before you've assessed it. I mean, we're getting older. We're yeah. We've accumulated skills. Mm-hmm. Allison Rosen can self-inject. Mm-hmm. Right. I can conduct interviews. Sure. Jordan, you've well, got I that sexual power. That. Sure. When at altitude. Mm-hmm. So. And that mattress. Annie up, comma, uh, destroy the brainstem. How about? I'm, I, have to, I, have to, I have to admit to you, Jordan. Sure. Destroy the brainstem. <laughs> it's fun to say, isn't it? It's difficult to say. Mm-hmm. I find it unpleasant to say. <laughs> yeah. And it upsets me a it little. It conjures upsetting images. Sure, too. yeah. Because if you think about what happens if you destroy the brainstem, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like, great, cross that one off my list. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, it'd what be about, upsetting. What, what about yap that fool? Yap that fool. I, yap, yap that fool I will say that, that I don't feel comfortable saying yap that fool. Because I don't want to sound I'll like I'll say a, it twice then. Okay. I don't want to sound like a you. white guy making fun of rap. I'm not making fun of rap. This is like my favorite song of all time. I know. You, you're more comfortable in that zone. To me, I feel like I'm goofing if I say yap that fool. I feel like I'm a... But if you add what you said earlier, sure. Jordan, yap that fool, but in a precise way. Sure, <laughs> comma, but in a precise yeah. way. What about this? Get him, get him, get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ante up. Nope. We're dropping any up. Okay. It's just get him, get him, get him. Are these commas or are these periods? Exclamation marks. Love it. <laughs> Done. Done. 2016. Get him, get him, get him. I like it a lot. Does that help at all, Jordan? I mean, I think I'm slowly kind of starting to maybe recover some memories. I mean, maybe. Oh, my God. There's a lion on this island. I just heard it roar. Oh, boy. Yeah, it roared again. I guess it did. Boy, we should I, we should work on getting my memory back so I Thank can God. remember how to fight lions if that's something I knew in my previous life. Thank God Brian got that sound effects CD. <laughs> yeah. He said apropos of nothing. <laughs> These oh, are I two hope. unrelated thoughts. Look out for the lion and it's yeah. a good thing Brian got that sound effects CD. So on episode 414 of Jordan Jesse Go, mm-hmm. Sarah Schaefer was our guest, the okay. great stand-up comedian. Yeah. And I actually really took it to a show that I have since come to really like called Octonauts. Oh. Should we take a listen? I'd love to. And, okay, number two. Apparently they have eight pods in the Octopod where they live. Now, in my defense, Mm -hmm. I try to avoid watching this show. I just sort of overhear it from the other room sometimes. Uh, It's really important not to watch shows with your children. Sure. Um, you don't guide, you don't want to guide them through it or something. You don't want to, I mean, you don't want to know what kind of messages and values they're getting. You want exactly. that to be a surprise. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like if you, it's like if you gave, it's like if you gave your mother her mother's day present and you hadn't wrapped it. Mm-hmm. You want them to have that moment of what is this? Sure. And then they figure it out. That's how they become So you want to like just gradually find out maybe a couple years down the line right. when your kids are, you know, six, seven, you're like, oh. 
you're very religious. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we were setting you down in front of some evangelical I, Christian shows. I, I just thought that was stories about vegetables. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah. No, those tales yeah. those tales were, were about more than just vegetables. But In my defense, love. the octopod, as constructed for the home enthusiast, mm-hmm. I know this because I put the fucking thing together, has four <laughs> pods. I don't know if you're supposed to buy two and glue them together. Yeah. There are definitely four pods. Maybe they're selling on my... the pod. Maybe this is the racket here. This is like a two-foot-high octopod. By the... sure. This is not some pocket pod. Mm-hmm. This is a huge thing that I had to bring home in the car from the Bay Area after Christmas, <laughs> fully assembled. So maybe and it has four pods. I recounted. Can you buy? Is this a, you know, remaining pods sold separately kind of deal? If you want to complete the Octonauts podtorium, do you have to send away for the other ones? You think I'm gonna get some kind of Octo? Catalog in the mail? I don't know. I'm just, I'm asking. Am I going to write away to L.L. Bean's signature? Sure. Their heritage. For nice heritage for nice, nice, nice denim octopod. Yeah, flannel. So here's okay. mine. And I don't want to, you know, we've, we've given a lot of time right. to the Octonauts. Yeah. But, so your complaint. That, we are sponsored this week by the Octonauts. Sure. The British children's television show. That the may or may not be religious. Hard yeah. to say. Yeah. Could, no way to know. So your initial complaint that started this discussion uh, was what? Can you refresh us? Yeah, I can. Um, Here was my complaint. Uh, There's a plot line on this show where Mm -hmm. one of the characters goes inside what he believes is an underwater cave, and it turns out to be the gaping maw of a whale shark. My assertion here Mm -hmm. is that whatever kind of Whatever kind of training you have, and I'm sorry to yell, Jordan. Sure. You know that I hate yeah. yelling, but this really gets my goat. Sure. This really gets my goat, Jordan. Yeah. Well, and you're fully erect, too. I can see it. You are having some I sort am, of anger boner. I'm long and proud. Sure. Hard as a diamond. Yeah. Whatever kind of training you receive in order to become an octonaut, and I, I'll grant you, I do not know what the training is, but one presumes that there's some kind of training course. Sure. Even a correspondence course should give you the basic skills to identify the difference between an animal's mouth mm-hmm. and an undersea cave. So, do you remember? I was just playing devil's advocate, always the, you know, always the peacemaker. It's tattooed across my back. I think playing devil's advocate is the opposite of being a peacemaker, (laughs) but go ahead. I'll do either. You know, when in Rome. Sure. (laughs) Do you remember what my potential explanation was? Yeah. Well, you said that they could have been – it was a vast and gaping maw Mm -hmm. uh, that they could have been swept in there thinking that – the whale sharks could think that they were krill. But also, maybe I had a, a more practical storytelling explanation. Do you remember what this was? you got to save the cat. Well, partially. It it's an old screenwriting trick when you do a, the pilot of a TV show. Right. A lot of times. Right. I mean, and I've written a lot of pilots in the day. Sure. Uh, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Right. The single guy. Yep. After mash, yeah, these are all of mine. I write the pilots. I write the pilots, and I leave. I get the out. Tortellis. Of there. I get out of their house. That's yeah. one of mine. Sure. The pilot of a TV show, a convention that is often used. CSI Milwaukee is you bring in, uh, you know, especially when it's a workplace, which I think the Octonauts fundamentally is. It's a workplace show. Yeah, that's true. 
Right. You we bring just, in, I remember we talked about that. We compared it to Mary Tyler Moore. You bring in a new hire. Mm-hmm. And so you, you you show them around. And they're sort of an audience process. They're an audience circuit. Right. So they learn about the world as you are learning about the world. Right. I'm on the Octonauts wiki here. Okay. Octonauts. Can you give me a URL for that? Yeah, it's octonauts.wikia.com. Got it. So if anybody else wants to visit out there, it's a lot of fun, very informative. Is it safe for work? So, uh, yes. It's, uh, yeah, this okay. looks good. Yeah, you can see, you know, job. there's some side boob here, but. Got it. You can just, I mean, there's side boob on HuffPo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Episode one, series one. This is a British show, so they call a season a series. Right, sure. Episode one, series one. Mm-hmm. Octonauts and the whale shark. When Dashi is swallowed by a whale shark she thought was a cave, the Octonauts venture inside to rescue her. So, maybe somebody was a little hard on a little children's television program that apparently has airtight storytelling. And that show is called Paw Patrol. So there's your creature report there. It's a little Octonauts reference. Okay, yeah. I'm just kind of starting to get a sense of self back. Do you remember Paul Rust? Oh, I mean, listen. I am a shell. Right. A husk. Yeah. Of a human being. My memories are gone and therefore my soul. You're basically one of those little white paper pouches of desiccant that come in a new pair of sneakers. I'm, yeah, I am I am but a, a vessel awaiting a spirit. Right. But I do remember the great Paul Russ because I love to binge watch his show Love on Netflix. Yeah, well, let's take a listen uh, to our discussion of Wayne's World 3 from episode 417 of George Jessica. There is a crazy guy on the website GoFundMe right now uh-huh. that has written a that has written a sequel to Wayne's World uh-huh. called Wayne's Wayne's Leisure World. Uh-huh. It's about oh Wayne and Garth as old men. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I got the Leisure World joke because it was the retirement community. That was what it was called where I grew up in Orange County. Leisure uh, World. And I that's, remember. Uh, that's where my grandparents lived. Oh, yeah? Yeah. My, Leisure now, World. This is my, in this, th- There you go. This might. Th- I, listen, I'm. I didn't make this joke. I'm about to relay a, a cruel joke that my dad made to me. Wow. So you were about to tell mm-hmm. a cruel joke about my grandparents. <laughs> yes, specifically. Uh, yes, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> my dead grandparents. My, uh, my beloved dead the grandparents. The nerve. Uh, I my remember moderately a, beloved dead grandparents. <laughs> I remember a handful of moments in my life where like, it was just me and my dad, and he would like tell me a joke that I knew was like, oh, if mom was around, I would, uh, mom was around, I would not be getting this joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we drove by it and he called it Seizure World. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I apologize to your dead grandparents. I don't know if they died from seizures the or seizure-related that complications. That could play on SeaWorld. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> if you wanted it to be. Yeah, oh, the, I do, Paul. I do want it to be that. By the time I was in my teens. The thought of a penguin having a seizure is kind of cute, isn't it? Like it's just <laughs> flopping around. Oh, a he, penguin. I just, thought you said a he's pig. Asking, oh, yeah. That, I mean, that. I was like, get that pig out of SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah. It's going to cause Take him to Land World, <laughs> which is where pigs belong. That's what they should call the zoo. <laughs> land World. Wow. I can't believe I'm seeing all the animals from land. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> Should we just end this episode? <laughs> yeah, right. So there's this guy, and he, so and he has this really, really badly photoshopped photo of Wayne and Garth with gray hair and wrinkles. Oh boy! And he has. And you can go down this GoFundMe page and look at all of his rejection letters that he's gotten from just every agency and studio. And they none of them say they have read it. They're all saying, we don't accept these. We are returning it to you unopened. Uh, and, yeah, and this guy uh, – and he always refers to the – uh, to the Hollywood gatekeepers. He's like, the Hollywood gatekeepers well, don't want you to see this movie. Wouldn't he have to initially just get permission from Mike Myers? Wouldn't that be part of the... I don't know. I feel like if he's tra- if we're talking about gatekeepers he's going to have to deal with, he's going to have to deal with the leisure world gatekeepers. Sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's like, listen, Mike Myers has signed off. Dana Carvey has signed off. But the people at leisure... So, yeah, this I'm is sorry, guy... sir, you're not on the list. You're not on the list. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Everyone wants to make a leisure world movie. Uh, so yeah, this is some guy who I guess grew oh, up. Oh, I just meant the guy who mans the gate. Oh, okay. that was the Hollywood gate, the keeper. actual physical gate at right. Leisure World. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there right. may be a second metaphorical gate with the yeah. Leisure World management Perhaps. that he has to Perhaps. get through. Yeah. But I mean, just to get into Leisure World, there's a gate there. I was envisioning a humor scenario where that was the hard part to get signed off was calling it Wade's Leisure World. <laughs> like everyone's ready to shoot, but we can't get the and if we can't get that title, we're not going to do it. Right. That's their attitude. I like to imagine that he's in a car. Mm-hmm. He's got Wayne and Garth in the car with him. Mm-hmm. It may even be the Mirthmobile. Sure. Mm-hmm. And he's at the gate of Leisure World and the guy that runs the gate won't open the arm for them. Mm, sure. He got all the movie trucks up, uh, and everything. Bohemian Rhapsody. He's like, get in on it. Yeah, here. get him on in here. Get it in so on this guy is here. trying to raise, you know, $10,000 or whatever. I don't know what happens when he gets the money. Yeah. Because it's... Right. Does he portray <laughs> the characters himself in a clumps-like fashion? Yeah. <laughs> so this might be something I should look up and get the details for. I would love to Maybe see Maybe we can do it page. post... After one of the breaks. That's a good idea. That's good. That's but this, a really good idea. Anyway, but this is out there. Paul, okay, so I have a question for you. Have you been on our program since a thousand years ago when it was in Koreatown in my apartment and you played, I want to say, Bart Simpson running for president? <laughs> <laughs> Presidential candidate. I, I, More were, relevant now than it's ever been, it, right? I believe it what was. What with all these cartoon characters running it, for office? <laughs> Sorry, guys. It was uh, you and your uh, your former comedy partner, Neil. Who's current. Now, current. Current. Yeah. Continuing uh, comedy, par- comedy partner, Neil, who's now the head writer of uh, Comedy Bang Bang. Neil Campbell, yes. Uh, and one of you was, it was a presidential debate, I think. On the show, one of you was Bart Simpson, and one of you was the screenwriter of Look Who's Talking To. <laughs> right. I yes. don't remember which we of you did was that, which. and then we we have done a subsequent one okay. that was at a, the Mount Washington. I think that was. I still remember. Is that the one that you're saying? The anger and confusion <laughs> that that led to in our probably at the time we had two thousand people listening to the show. But at all two thousand, two thousand, like eighteen hundred. <laughs> what the fuck was that? What did I just listen to? Was that so? Because I think at the time we would like we would pretend like it was real <clears throat> and yeah. not say we're about to do sure. a gag. Right, right, right. And that really upsets That's people. That upsets people because mm-hmm. they feel like... They've, they're being tricked. Well, we're, well, I mean, we're, I mean, we are first and foremost journalists. Right. Well, above all else. We yeah. wanted to hear the true thoughts of this screenwriter of Look Who's Talking <laughs> We thought we were going to get an in-depth. <laughs> We've been denied. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, 
I think that was during a time that Neil and I were particularly uh, fascinated with the idea that <laughs> the Simpsons are real characters that exist in a Roger Rabbit-like way in our reality. Uh, and uh, also it was really – it's fun to reference those characters because they're so beloved where people I think automatically assume if you're riffing on it, you're mocking it. I don't know if you guys have had this experience where you're like, no, I'm just riffing on it because I like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But people, I don't know if it's because the internet, the internet, mm-hmm. uh, that people automatically assume if you're talking about it, you're kind of like mocking it. Right. And that's a big, I mean, that's a big problem, especially because you run into kind of a, a fan community buzzsaw mm-hmm. if you're going to make any kind of joke about look who's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> serious fans. <laughs> <laughs> didn't quite make it through the sentence. You know what's fair game, Almost. though? Oddly enough, look who's talking now. They don't care about that <laughs> they one. They don't care about Strangely. that one. Yeah. It's non-canonical. Like, right, sure, why. yeah. It's a what if. It's in an else world. Sure. I had a buddy who was like really upset because his parents wouldn't let him uh, watch Look Who's Talking, and everybody, <laughs> all the kids in his class did, and he was left out. But he, re- I, God, my friend John, he cracks me up. He told me that one time in like fifth or sixth grade, <laughs> In school, in class, in front of everybody, he referred to Saturday as Cartoon Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got mocked. You know, uh, it's funny. I also had some friends uh, as a kid who uh, could not watch. I get it. You guys had friends as kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you had business associates. Uh, whose parents? So these were the these were the like oddly religious people mm-hmm. on our block whose uh, family uh, did not believe in dinosaurs. Wow, as a kid, okay. as a kid, I really loved dinosaurs and like to have them say, you know, dinosaurs. So they didn't even think they existed, let alone... Yeah, was... yeah, uh, 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 scam, uh, scam by the museum industry. Mm-hmm. 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 Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, donations know... of $1 per person. I'm sure <laughs> right, yeah, raking, it, raking in. it in. Yeah, it's big business. <laughs> and I'm going to make a hunch maybe these parents were a little older than other parents? No, they no? were not. Oh, no, okay. yeah, these were uh these were uh Can I guess one mm-hmm. thing? Maybe they were white people. <laughs> these were whites. Yeah. <laughs> these were two popular whites. Yeah. Um so didn't believe in dinosaurs. Uh but this was the house uh where I saw my first Freddy Krueger movies because they were absolutely wow. fine with showing Freddy Krueger movies. Weird. Uh, I think there was a uh, – they were big like sports family. So I think there was a sense of this will toughen them up. Like this will oh, okay. pr- produce tough, sports athletic. Huh. Such as yourself. Yeah, right. Exactly. So they sat me down in front of Fred Krueger and, uh, and uh, my, my shot put career. That's how you made varsity. Yeah. Do you remember which, uh, which – uh, The original and I also think I saw Dream Warriors there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was very scared of them. I did not like them as a kid. I was – it's unsettling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but they could not watch Look Who's Talking. When I asked them why they could not l- watch Look Who's Talking, uh, I remember he says, "It's oh, it's because they show sperm. <laughs> 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 and I think he's referring to that opening yeah, where, yeah. where he comes and then you see like a – you see like a – like talking sperm going yeah, toward they, the egg. Yeah. And I think they're playing. To, uh, I get around. I get around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess the parents did not want them to see it's the. It's actually pretty, uh, I'll use the word sublime. It's sure. Amazing when you see it, it's <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. Really good. But that, yeah, I knew those, the families that were like, violence was okay. Yeah. But not sex. Sure. And that family was called America. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, guys. Hey, 
hey, you're saying the cartoon characters. No, you're right. I I set the political. I set the precedent for uh, mind shattering satire. Um, my neighbor was a lady called Mrs. Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was an older black lady that was always threatening to kill my dog. Oh. <laughs> what movies did she like? I couldn't tell you. Why did she not like your dog? Because uh, sometimes it would pee on her house. In her house or? On her house. Oh, like on the Because we lived in, I lived in the city, so there was no grass or dirt or anything. So right. she would pee on like a telephone pole or something, but then sometimes... Yeah, I didn't do know it in front her, of somebody's if her house. house was in the shape of a fire. And Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Love would come out and she would scream at us and tell us she was going to, I'm going to kill that dog. Whoa. Mm. That's a. She was not a loving woman. No, that's a tough her thing. Her name, to... it turned out, was ironic. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the, got... main, the, main, uh, uh, the main neighbors that, that I uh, remember were her. We had an, another neighbor who became the first. A transgender person to run for citywide office in a major mm-hmm. city. Uh, she she almost became the uh, uh, on the board of supervisors in San Francisco. And then my babysitter's my babysitter's mom, who was like a wino character from a movie in 1979, like wore like bell bottoms. <laughs> it was sad more than anything else, yeah. but just like uh, just kind of like. Shook her whole body while she walked. That's amazing. <laughs> Glowing red nose. God. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oof. yeah. Like she was. She could have been a character from Car Wash, <laughs> basically. The, but in 1987, of all the breeds of uh, of alcoholics, I feel like the wino is the most beloved. <laughs> sure, yeah. they're the funniest. It's yeah. the most fun to laugh at them. <laughs> they love wine. Uh, guys, I have this GoFundMe page oh. pulled up for Wayne's World. 3 okay, great. That I can, Wayne's uh, Leisure World. Wayne's Leisure World. Is it called Wayne's World Three? Colon. Uh, Wayne's World? Let's see. Wayne's World Three. Uh, okay, hold on. This, this is from a man named Trevor Schneider. Mm-hmm. Uh, by his photo here on GoFundMe, he looks to be about fifty-five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. A humorless looking man. <laughs> uh, he is from North Bay, Ontario. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Facebook verified. Canadian like uh, Mr. Myers. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, clearly close close to his heart. Uh, although I guess the character was from Aurora, Illinois. Right. But, uh, you know, there's some kinship there. I have written a sequel to the movie Wayne's World. It is a well-crafted, it is well-crafted and brilliantly funny. Whoa. You can read my Wayne's Leisure World screenplay by following the link. So this is have available. You, read it you can read I have not screenplay? read it. You, you haven't can, looked at the sides? You can watch the Wayne's Leisure World movie trailer by clicking on the following link. Oh, my God. Uh, my goal is to find an agent to represent my screenplay to Paramount Pictures. Any funds raised will be raised towards that objective. Hmm. Party on. Trevor Schneider. Uh, can we listen to that. Yeah, let's I listen to listen some of the trailer. To the trailer. Yeah. I will, let's Here, I'm gonna... Brian, Brian can load up the trailer so that we can oh, listen to it. Oh, it's on Dropbox. You have to, like, do- download this. Oh, no, okay. I can. Okay, we can, we can watch it here. Well, let's have, let's have Brian load it up, and he can play it through the board okay. so that it sounds yeah, let's nice all hear for the it. audience. <laughs> Opening pretty strong. Yeah. We got permission to use this. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where the GoFundMe money is going. It's a music licensing. Is this all just going to be music, I wonder? Is there text popping up that's like... Warning. This video contains unsolicited material. <laughs> You are watching the trailer to Wayne's World, released in 1992 by Paramount Pictures. 
Wade and Garth are still fighting a good fight, but Paramount Pictures has refused to read our sequel, Wayne's Leisure World. It is a story that demands to be told. It is the year 2047. Wayne and Garth have settled down and are enjoying their golden years. Not. As you know, the future is never a happy place. The world has gone mental. Vegetarians run wild. Wow. Everyone's listening to whale music. The evil geniuses corner the synthetic food market. And don't get us started about robots. Will rock and roll oh save God. the day? We may never know. What is Paramount Pictures hiding? For 23 years, we have played by Hollywood's rules. Today, we are taking the offensive. Help us mount a social media blitz that will take Fortress Hollywood by storm. The story must be told before it's too late. There's still time to change the course of history. Read the screenplay and judge for yourself. Share the story before it's too late. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, so can we address the, the How two? he doesn't know how to say not. <laughs> not. The not. Things, the things He's that, only read the Rage World novelization. The things that He's make never the, seen future, the movie. The things that make the future dystopian mm-hmm. in Wayne's World 3, Wayne's Leisure World, are <laughs> things from before Wayne's World. Right. Like, right. The whale songs and sure. vegetarians? Yeah. Nope. These are things from like 1980. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is like, they, this is probably stuff they cut out of Demolition Man. Like, <laughs> dystopian future. Disco has gone wild. Sure. <laughs> Will rock and roll ever return? Everyone's eating yogurt. <laughs> oh no. I was a, I was really afraid that that whale songs was going to be rap music. Oh, well, <laughs> we, we will be. Yeah. What's the finished project? Uh it's funny that it, it, his main angle on it is taking on Paramount. Like, yeah, sort of. What a, are they hiding? What are they what hiding? Are they Disinterest hiding? in reading a man from Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> you should be happy they're hiding their what's under the basket. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does make it sound like an Illuminati plot. Well, what's to interesting keep him down with that is, uh, and this is a sincere common guy. Sure. The, I think the reason Wayne's World will last forever is I do think there's like a nice little idea of sort of um, hey we have something that's organic and underground and when a corporation sees that they can make money off it they'll pluck down you know and and pull something out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Super deluxe. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, right. they, they hear the kids are doing something cool and they're sure. like, hey, we could uh, sell Doritos with the or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, not to get too yeah. But uh and what's interesting, like what <laughs> let's I, uh let's promote Halliburton on Snapchat. <laughs> let's get the kids to buy some Blackwater stock. Well, I just don't want to get you in trouble with alternative comedy web platforms that failed <laughs> ten years ago. Do you guys want to guess how much money he's made so far? Yes. Mm. Negative six cents. <laughs> yes, I know. Right. Uh, what, well, are he had there, to pay Kinkos much? to use the computer to make the GoFundMe page. Are there any gift surprises? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, there are some. Because uh, that's what I'm in. I, that, I don't mm-hmm. think I can judge. There are perks. Without knowing about the, you know, with membership. Right. Perks. Paul, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> no, I know. Okay. So for $5. Uh, and you get a PDF of the screenplay and that's a That's pretty nice. Is it the same one that's linked to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the... uh, oh, printout. a PDF of the poster. 
Oh. Uh, which, as I mentioned, it was Wayne and Garth with gray hair. Okay. And a, a I'm doing quotation marks here, and a big thank you for helping us storm the barricades of Fortress Hollywood. Oh, a big Jeez. thank. A big huh? thank you for. You know, isn't that, is that not a regional chocolate bar? <laughs> I know. It's a, it's a graham cracker. It's a, there's a graham cracker in it. You have to go to Vancouver and get it. But... Uh, $10, same thing. $25. <laughs> Gratitude, uh, Crusade Against Fortress Hollywood. Uh, $50. Yeah, same thing. $100. Wait, $50 is then a PDF of the script? So? It's a, it's a, for all these, you get a PDF of the screenplay and a PDF of the poster and appreciation for bravely supporting our struggle against Fortress Hollywood. I say $365. Okay. And, oh, and uh, for 100 Wait, this could be a okay. game changer. <laughs> but you get you get called you get a, a date with Christina Hendricks. Yeah, you get called a producer. <laughs> okay. Oh. I still say three hundred sixty-five dollars. Okay. okay. Paul, he is you, looking for. I'll say I'll say forty-two dollars. Five hundred forty dollars. Five hundred forty dollars. Right? You didn't go over. Yeah. Jordan, you are getting better and better, and I am so glad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess I was a guy named Jordan. Yeah, that's that's who I am, and yeah, I got a big old dong. <laughs> so I have two important pieces of information. My first name and the nature of my dong. Well, when something momentous happens to you, mm-hmm. like you realize the girth and length of your own dong, mm-hmm. and you realize how prodigious it is, yeah. people call them in to Jordan Jesse Go at 206-9844-FUN. Seems like a waste of time. And on episode 419 of the show with our friend Nick Adams, there was a guy who called in after having witnessed a prayer circle in a group of male strippers. <laughs> Let's take one more call. Uh, hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is uh, Timothy from Chicago calling with a momentous occasion. Uh, this evening I took the bus home and was staring out the window, as I normally do. And as I passed the first window, I saw some ladies in a glittery dress having some champagne and some hors d'oeuvres, having a nice evening. And as I passed the next window in the room, presumably next to it, I saw some muscle-bound fellows uh, with shirtless with ties on and backwards hats i believe they were strippers going to this party and what was interesting was that they were standing holding hands together and praying i'm assuming this was for your upcoming performance really heartwarming stuff thanks so much for the show bye-bye uh lord (laughs) (laughs) this is chad your servant chad um, and yo, it's me, Ryder, too. I'm here, too. <laughs> Chad and Ryder. Shut up, Ryder, shut up. Um, shut, you shut up, Trey. <laughs> okay. And I just want to thank you for this day. Yeah, um, man. <laughs> the fact that we can do what we love. I love this shit. And I want you to bless us all as we go into that room filled with uh, champagne drunk sluts. Thank you so much for this dick, Lord. <laughs> uh, Lord, please let our dicks get Kind of hard, but not fully erect. <laughs> it's illegal if they get all the way hard, Lord. <laughs> Lord, just give us half chubs, Lord. Make it look nice and thick, but... Lord, I got what it takes to make a half chub count. And while we're out there, just let... Thanks to your providence. Let those sluts see you in us. <laughs> as we 
shake our half-erect dicks in their face. When I look in the mirror, I want to see Jesus Christ, your one and only Son. And let them, and let us be with The light of the Lord, (laughs) may the light of the Lord be upon our buttholes when we bend over. (laughs) And just let us be... May they be clean and free of hairs. And let us witness, if that's where they're at, and they want to know more about you, let us... You know, speak through us, Lord. Let us share your story. Let us share the good news, Lord. Lord, I'm sorry that you gave me this weird speech impediment, (laughs) but I'm grateful for my monster schlong and muscle physique. Oh, and also bless genuine. Amen. Jordan, is that you singing that beautiful whale song? No, I think it's probably one of the many whales circling this island. <laughs> oh, you know what they say. You really know you're in trouble when you see those whales start to circle. Yeah, they're probably after the lion. <laughs> yeah. They want to they wanna eat him with their baleen. We should have, take a long time. should have made all our clothes out of krill. Yeah, that was a bad move. It, a, it seemed like a great move at the time. It seemed like a real resource saver. Well, krill breathes. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And it's versatile. You can kind of you can dress it up or dress it down. It's like a nice V-neck sweater. Yeah. John, uh, let's see. Gillian Jacobs was on episode 423. Oh, one of the other stars of Love, the show I remember binge watching. Yeah, and uh, she actually had a great conversation with us about T-shirt guns. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's take a listen to it. Might help us defend against these circling whales. So there were there were many T-shirt firing apparatuses. First uh-huh. one was a, like an oil drum with a tube at the top. Yeah, and a man pushed it out, and then it on just wheels like on wheels. like a full on siege machine, mm-hmm. like a war machine. <laughs> sure, yeah, it did look like like a Mad Max. I was going to say, was it Fury Roady? It was Fury Road esque. I mean, it was painted with the Clippers logo, so you know it looked less apocalyptic, mm-hmm. but it definitely looked like improvised. You right. know, it's like a man made this to kill someone to get his water. Yeah, and they say that the Iraq War was in vain. Sure. <laughs> um, and this, so the man will push that pushes this barrel out. And and then it will just start firing T-shirts in the air willy-nilly that come down onto the crowd. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then – Does it spin on its own or how does it change the direction of where it's shooting? Uh, I think it just shoots in one direction. The man is kind of constantly oh. pushing it. So. Oh, you said they were high tech. So I was imagining one that could spin on its own. It's like – no, it's like on the <clears throat> on wheels. If you imagine the wheels on a uh, – uh, garden, uh, what's that called? Wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Like wheelbarrow <laughs> wheels. Got it. Yeah. I'm with you now. Uh, and then Chuck the Condor came out on, I mean, we you, you said siege machine for the first one, but this second t-shirt gun was absolutely a siege machine. It was like a Gatling gun Whoa. that, you know, that he rode out on. It was motorized. So and this had maybe sixty slots for T-shirts. This thing is giant, and then just fired, just rotated around the the court, firing it into the audience. It was uh, terrifying, but also awe inspiring. Yeah, there was a kind of a moment of like, you know, look what we can do, right, in this great country of ours. Look a what we look what we've made. Like a kind of fuck you to God and the laws of nature. Yeah, a, a Tower of Babel that <laughs> launched T-shirts at everyone. 
A real Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, sure. You could f- probably fire them up an ass. Yes. Against God's wishes. Sure. Maybe. Pow, 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 pow. Yeah, I was like, I in the in the time between the first T-shirt cannon I saw and now, I mean, what does the future hold? Here's the central problem of the T-shirt cannon. Hmm. If you get the T-shirt, it's going to be double XL, isn't it? Yes. I, I, you know, I, I didn't even think about the practical nature of catching the T-shirt and then, like, wearing it, you know, around. That it fires a clothing item. Yeah. I don't even know what these looked like. Like, I mean, I know the thrill. I don't know it mm-hmm. firsthand, but I can imagine the thrill of catching something that's been thrown from the court. I never caught a fall ball. I've never mm-hmm. caught it. I've never caught anything. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like when you once you got that T-shirt in your hands, and it's not even—I bet it's not even from the team store. Okay, it's my probably buddy, the one you get for signing up for a credit card. My buddy Maddie is like a like lifelong fan. Yeah, and I asked him like, "Oh, what did these T-shirts actually look like?" He's like, "When I was a kid." Yeah. Granted, you know, it might be a different policy now. He was like twelve or something. It's like when I I I caught one of these when I was twelve. And it was just a blank T-shirt with the Ocean Spray logo on the sleeve. What? <laughs> just Ocean Spray cranberry juice. It's just whoever has T-shirts lying around just gives them to the team and just oh, lets them rock it out. All Clipper shirts. I don't know what these were, but that was his experience. I was getting like an Ocean Spray sleeve shirt. He is describing a Clippers game, but he might as well be describing an assembly at the boys' club that I went to as a small child. He's like, here, someone donated these. <laughs> Just some shit. Like the time that I finished second in the costume contest and I got a flat of Diet Dr. Pep, a Diet 7-Up, and a flat of Carnation Instant Breakfast. Like, All right, let me hear you, Clippers fans. These shirts are irregular. <laughs> Who wants to see a preview screening of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids (laughs) 2? Open your mouths because we're going to fire a hose of cream of mushroom soup. Y'all ready for this? We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. The great questions of your life. The great questions of your life. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog? Put ketchup on a hot dog. Toilet paper. Over or under? Toilet paper. Star Wars? Star Wars. Or Star Trek? Or Star Trek. Fear not, my friends. Fear not, Mark my and friends. Hal always reach the definitive answer. Simply listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific on Maximum Fun. Fun. We got this. Your better self is right around the corner. Namaste. Well, Jordan, we're back again on our deserted island. Okay. It's just us, the whales, the krill clothing, the lions, and and the legal length of Santana's Smooth <laughs> that you can play on a podcast and not get sued. Probably like five seconds or something. Well, well let's count. One, One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah it was five about seconds. five. About yeah. five seconds five of seconds. Santana. And Rob Thomas is smooth. I don't mean to uh, remove Rob Thomas from the equation. He's an important part of that hit. Yeah, from the hit album, Supernatural. That's the one. Uh, Jonathan Van Ness joined us on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm just reminding you of things because you lost your memory. Yeah, yeah. It's helping me. I also, 
that, no, thank you for 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 saying that because I also, in addition to losing my memory, forgot the premise of this episode. Right. So thank well, you. Well, I for... mean, smooth is a real earworm. Yeah, it really is. It would take a lot of Once coconuts it gets to in forget there. that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, or, or no, you, Jordan, told me, us and Jonathan mm-hmm. a story about having ripped your pants on the way to a party. Boy, I don't think that would happen. As far as I know, uh, I'm a pretty cool dude. Well, you're hot right now because we're on a tropical island. That's right, and covered in all this krill. <laughs> yeah. It breathes, but it over-insulates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's take a listen. I'm kind of already not into going to this housewarming party, but I'm doing it because it's a good friend. It's a good friend, yeah. and I know that you know I would be on a little bit of a shit list if I didn't show up. Right. So I'm driving in the valley, and I'm just driving and, and just moved my leg a little bit. Just, you know, normal leg move, not because of anything. Uh, and then my pants uh, rip all the way open from the crotch. <laughs> it, like, just, it's now... This is still in the car? This is still in the car. So just a simple... Just an airing out. You're it, just trying to do an airing just out. Just a shift. And there right. was a comical, like the pants just exploded. But when you say a shift, you don't mean a transmission shift. You mean a shift of your area. My weight and, from, yeah. you know, from just just maybe trying to get, I get it. Trying to get a ball off a seat. Right. Yeah. You don't want to get sticky. Because you get like that, well, you get like that stomach ache when you've been sitting on one for too long. Yes. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't need that. I've got pleasantries to make. Yeah. Right. So... I'm like, okay, well, I can go home at this point. But yeah. if I go home, I'm not going to this party. Right. These pants are coming off. Kimmy Schmidt's getting on the TV. Right. And I am conking out around 10. Oh, I love that. Oh, I just assumed you were going to say beating it to Jane Krakowski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm not too proud. No. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. She's Talented actress. Hilarious. Very funny. Great singer. Yeah. Um. So... I, okay, so he, I, so I pulled over and just did a quick yelp as to what was around me. Right. Three things were within a mile. This is like being on a road trip and going to the Walmart to get yourself some swim trunks. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, what's around, we got an, uh, an American Apparel, we got an Urban Outfitters, we got a Gap. That's not a bad selection. Good it's pretty good, right? Considering you're in Toluca Lake or whatever, sure. that's really you could do a lot worse. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, it, you can get a, yourself some low quality basics. It's a sign. Yeah. So I, I chose the gap. Because mm-hmm. you're pretty rich. Yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, I can. <laughs> I mean, I'm not making Urban Outfitters money. Right. But I'm certainly making gap money. Right. <laughs> I go into the gap and I'm I am walking like. Speaking of racism, I am walking like a like a fifties cartoon of a geisha. Uh-huh. Can you picture this walk? It's yeah. like a little like a little. But that's I'm just walking like that so people don't see my penis. Right. Wait, would your penis? You're gigantic. It's huge. Huge. Private part. Yeah. You're hiding. That's the one. Yes. You weren't wearing undie pants? I was wearing undie pants. I was just being colorful. Okay. For the sake Got of it. the podcast. Got it. You were just throwing a little spice. Throwing a little spice. for the, A little something for the ladies. A little cumin. Mm-hmm. A little cumin for the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Um, for their pussies. <laughs> yes, a little, Ow. Yeah, a little pussy cumin. Ouch. Uh, I'm going to be cumin <laughs> before long. Uh, <laughs> Oh, this show is uh, very fun. Oh, this my is a very God. fun show. 
Jonathan, this is a very fun you show. You guys, that was such a joke right there. I didn't even see it coming. Ah, <laughs> Slay um, Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So you're geisha walking. So I'm geisha walking. I go up to the pants, mm-hmm. the pile of pants, uh-huh. and I found some that looked very similar to the ones that had ripped. Thank God. Oh, really? What yes. are we talking about? A corduroy? Uh, this is a this is a chino. A I chino. knew it was a flat front chino. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew it was. I knew it was. Yeah. So then what happened? So this is from the Bonobos website. Okay. Uh, is that bonobos.com? That's the one. Got it. Put in offer code. Now they don't sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them. Yeah, and the pants ripped in the car. Um, they were old. I got a lot of wear out of these. They were nice pants. Yeah. Uh, find a find a, find a chino, flat front chino. Yeah. Try them on. Tapered or straight fit? Straight fit. Got it. Try them on. Yeah. And I have never had good luck with gap clothes going back to childhood. Right. Uh, you, you know, a popular birthday gift for me was a Gap shirt. Uh-huh. Uh, it was always just like a weird tarp that I was wearing, a weird popular shirt Popular among people that were giving it to you, not popular for you. No, yes, exactly. This was a, a common thing for a mom or an aunt to get me. I My friend Evan Larson in elementary school, mm-hmm. every Christmas, got just got Gap socks. Just so many fucking Gap socks. Sure. You, know how, you know how Gap had all those colorful socks? Oh yeah, he'd get all those fucking socks. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. John, Jordan knows. Jonathan, you want to know what eight year old heterosexual boys do not like? What colorful socks from the Gap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the last fucking thing they want. The last fucking. You want a thing. transformer? Yeah, exactly. So I found these. I try them on. Yeah. You know, I don't have time to get these tailored. I'm gonna have to wear these right to the party. Right, you, you, there's no alterations on hand at the no. gap. This is while the, you wait. This is off, like off the rack, the best fitting pair of pants I have ever tried on in my life. Wow, they just fit fucking perfectly in the dressing room, even with your giant dick. Yeah, it's like there was a little pouch for because it. Because look, I a lot of pants fit me off the rack, mm-hmm. but I have a tiny dick. Sure. So I guess my question for you is, is this, is it normal for you to find junk room in a standard off the rack or do you have to get it altered? Well, I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I'm having them add a pouch, a gap, if you will. Got it. Into the pants. Got it. These came with it. And it fell right into the gap? Absolutely. Got it. Uh, and then I started swing dancing. <laughs> Remember those? Yeah. Anyway. Sure. Uh. It was a, it was a real khaki not swing mm-hmm. situation because your penis was under control. So I, so I these pants fit great. Mm-hmm. I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. I put on my ripped pants again. Mm-hmm. My strategy is to tell the lady, I'm going to buy the pants and then I'm going to just quietly explain what has happened. I'm going to go back in the dressing room, change into the pants, you know, throw the other ones out. Right. So I go out of the dressing room, grab a blue pair. Right. Fucking why not, right? Right. You can dress this up, dress them down. Right, sure. Chinos are wonderful clothes. I'm dying for what happens yeah. in this story. <laughs> what happens? So uh, I get to the front, uh, and I'm about to explain to the lady what went on, and she recognized me from when I was on at midnight. <laughs> and, I, and she's like, oh, you've been on? And I'm like, yeah. Um, anyway, hey, I'm going to buy these, but I'm going to need to change into them. And she very earnestly looked me in the eye. It's a nice lady, you know. 23, 24, mm-hmm. she looks me in the eye and says, have you soiled yourself? <laughs> a lot of people 
a lot of people come in here after they've soiled themselves. I said, no, but I ripped them. And she's like, that's fine. So I changed the pants, give them to her. She throws them out. Very nice. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh-huh. As far as I know, she didn't tweet about it or anything afterwards. Right. But people go into the gap after they piss themselves <laughs> to buy new clothes? All the Soil time. means poop. Does it? I think so. I was yeah. thinking pee-pee. I think in this case we're talking about uh, we're talking about a classic spike poop. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, soiled is very indicative of shat. Sure. I worked in now. I worked in the Macy's Young Women's not Women's Collections is what I worked in, which was like no, it wasn't called that. It was like the hip young adult. Mm-hmm. But not like the teen, not the teen section, not like the gown section, but like the hip adult women section. Yeah. I don't think one person came in there who'd shit their pants. Huh. That you know of. Unless they were talking to my colleagues because they were intimidated by my mask musk. Mm. <laughs> Might be. But yeah, I mean, maybe that's just like what happens in Toluca Lake. Maybe that it's a... You know, you're out there. Oh, you think that's a classic tea lake situation? Could be. I, I think that's curious that you would like. I have shat my pants before, and I never <laughs> continued like in my journey. Right, you're I not definitely like... like went the fuck home. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's a situation to be addressed at home. Yeah, at for home. sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, both times were really traumatic. Two times. Yeah, as an adult. Mm-hmm. Wow. You could, I would. Do you want to tell us the circumstances surrounding uh, the shots? Well, yeah. So, well, um, but, but what I learned from I used to love kombucha tea, like Synergy kombucha tea. I can't have it anymore. Uh-huh. It, it turns me straight into the worst mess of a person. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I bridesmaids did. Like I. That's why I can't drink coffee with chili in it anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh! Who can? Yeah. Yeah. I had like a kombucha tea with like a spinach salad with like seafood and goat cheese. Mm. And then I took like five bong rips, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, let's get yogurt land. And then, we got yogurt land. and then I was like, you know, I don't feel great. I was like, I'm gonna go ahead and skedaddle on home. Yeah. And I got like four blocks away from my friend's apartment. It was actually on Olympic mm-hmm. and Bundy. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I realized I thought I was crying, but then I realized I was sweating. Oh. And then I was like, oh my god! I was like, if I relax. In my midsection, sure, it'll I'm just go- come I'm going to sh- spilling everywhere. Out. You have to have wow. you have to focus on your core. Yeah, but I didn't realize. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. realize that the reason I was sweat crying was because my entire body was in seizure. Like, I was so clenched. Yeah, right. And I'm like, but I don't live until you know Culver City. Right. And I'm on Olympic. And uh, oh, I was on. No, for people you, who don't live in Los Angeles, that's quite a ways to go while still clenching. You're your miles. Your yeah. miles. And yeah. um, long clench. That's a long. So clench. I the the light turned green. I pooped my pants <laughs> and then I uh, had to drive home mm-hmm. and it was so traumatic because every time I had to turn left or right I could feel it yeah I was also in my new Lululemon tights which as we all know are not cheap no wow and that does not seem like a great no if I'm pooping myself you don't which want I'm tights not, I don't mean to be rude I'm not saying that I'm better than you <laughs> uh, but if I'm pooping myself I want something that is a closed environment, but not a tight environment. Yeah, very tight, very north. Yeah. Mm. Northeast, northwest, southeast, southwest, very much everywhere. Yeah. And then the worst part was, so when I get home, 
I'm like, I'm like, thank God it's like 11 o'clock at night. No one's going to be home. Mm-hmm. A whole apartment, like, block party. Oh, jeez. Like, all outside my apartment. So you have to make your way through party all dudes. Your neighbors. Did you guys ever see Scary Movie where she's like, where, where Anna Ferris would be like, I'm not crazy. And then she, like, runs out of the room like, ah, with her arms all crazy. Yeah, yes. That was how I ran up the stairs. Like, <laughs> crying with poop all over Lululemon tights. Wow. Uh, it didn't occur to you to just, like play it cool through the crowd you're like let's i was so upset that they were all there yeah so i really broke dishes jeez the whole way up jordan Hmm. do you remember Hmm. watching the movie taken vaguely i mean some sort of you know, kind of low-budget cash grab for a actor who normally does prestige pictures, and it kind of set off a kind of a, you know, second or third part of his career where he was an action star despite, despite being well into his 50s. But Taken? How about this? Yeah. Let's play a clip from episode 428 of the show with Rob Kuttner, comedy writer Rob Kuttner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and see what you had to say about it way back then. I'm starting to understand Jesse's like ideal space documentary. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, first of all, it's an hour long, <laughs> and it's just Patrick Stewart saying, and now John Glenn's getting it in the nuts. <laughs> Look out! he's dropped his food tray and it's swirling through the void. <laughs> it's just basically America's Funniest Home Video <laughs> with a more it's austere narration. It's literally that. Oh, looks What's like it? Mr. Glenn's about to take it in his white dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Some kind of fucking I was doing a. I was together. doing a Robin Williams voice, by the way. Oh, oh look out. Oh, yes. <laughs> look out, Mr. Glenn. Oh. <laughs> You Don't be afraid. Would, you know who would be a great oh. person to narrate oh. in my ideal space documentary? Is it Ray Romano? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I was gonna say that's Liam, my Ray Romano. I was, was gonna say Liam Neeson doing an American accent. Oh sure, yeah. Your, your legendary, most beloved signature character. Are you prompting me to yes. do? This is like inside the actor studio. It's like is Liam Neeson doing an American accent here, Jordan? I don't know, Jesse. I'll see if I can get him for you. Hey, Liam, you want to do a weird American accent? I don't know. Okay, can you do it? I'm on inside the actor studio. Yeah, uh, Jesse Thornhouse sitting out with this, not hosted by that guy. They got the bald new, guy. They got a new bald guy. Yeah, the other guy won a Peabody and took off. So <laughs> another guy, this other guy with no Peabody to host it. Yeah, okay. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, hi, it's me, Liam Neeson from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, that's right. Good old boy from Brooklyn, uh huh. Yeah. Oh, looks like these spacemen are goofing around up there. I hope he doesn't. Take a lacrosse ball in his white dwarves. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> They're playing space lacrosse. Thank you. Thank after, you. After which, Leeson yeah. gets a call and says, Give back my dialect coach. <laughs> <laughs> so. And daughter. <laughs> also, dialect coach first. Come a daughter. <laughs> yeah, give me. La, 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 la. Jordan. Hmm. I think this qualifies as an emergency. Yeah, I mean, certainly. We're, We're on stranded on this island. The whales are circling. The lions are off somewhere in the distance. Yeah. Coconuts are falling everywhere. Santana and Rob Thomas's smooth is being piped in randomly for five-second intervals. One, 
two, two three, three, four, four five. five. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so yeah, I mean we are we are in dire straits. Do you even remember what to do when an emergency happens? Why I sure don't. I wish there was a helpful acronym based on a misunderstanding. Well, let's listen to episode four thirty one with comedian Hampton Yount and find out. And just like when it comes to strokes, <laughs> just remember our catchphrase. Garabba. G, get help. Have fun with it. A, assess the situation. <laughs> R, read up on it. A, assess the situation again. B, B more B. Be kind to yourself. And A, assess the situation. <laughs> yes, yes. Never have sex. I'm going to provoke strokes. Garabba, baby. Garabba. Jordan. Yes. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Let's create dank memes. Oh, if you think that'll help me get my memory back, okay. Well, I think with episode 432 with Daniel Van Kirk and episode 433 with Brian Heater, we created quite a few dank memes. Okay, I'd like to hear about that. Well, I'll press play on this mini-disc player. Sorry, that was Santana's move. <laughs> okay, now play the clip. <laughs> Got it. I th- will say this. If we were all 9 to 11 years old, uh-huh. never forget 9 to 11, sure. we yes. would. <laughs> it's a really important age group. Let's never forget them. Um, a lot of important developmental things are going on in that A lot zone. of people aspire to be firefighters, mm-hmm. police officers, mm-hmm. sure. FBI that's, agents. That's responders. Yeah, from that age. Torturers. It, it, yep. Sure. Uh, and it's a really it. great age to just concentrate on some inside jobs. I agree. <laughs> really like. I agree. I agree. That is the perfect age for jet fuel not to be able to melt yeah. steel. Jet fuel can't melt that's steel. That's when tweens. you realize that. That's when that's the age when you that comes something and you, know. you get your first sort of self conscious boners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, weird. If there's any weird Twitter people listening, yeah, talking to you, Wolf Pupy. <laughs> I think you could put up a picture of that dead gorilla with uh-huh. the <laughs> caption, jet fuel can't melt steel tweeds, <laughs> and it would be very on brand for you. Yeah. So just a, this is, that's a free one for yep. you, weird free Twitter. Free meme. Free meme. Dank meme. Maybe I, some sunglasses can go <laughs> onto the gorilla's face. La, 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 la. I'm walking my double Ds. Okay. Coco and Sissy. Sure. And, uh, and of course, D's. Your D's nuts. Yeah. For the, for the folks listening at home, Jesse pointed to uh, those nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those nuts, though. Mm-hmm. Should we bring that in? Those nuts, though. Should that be a meme that millennials like? Oh, man. I mean, I think, listen, I think last week we had a big millennial meme hit uh, with jet fuel can't melt steel tweens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think why not? Let's let's keep this meme train a chugging. Those along, nuts, though, along the road to Danksville. Yeah, yeah, those nuts, though. What should that be? What sort of image should that be on top of? Last week, cool I think Keith, we, I guess, right? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it has to be. What, what about Cool Keith in like Doctor Octogynecologist outfit, but with Crying Jordan's face? <sighs> Crying Jordan is pretty good. Uh, I mean, last week we did it on uh, Harambe. Uh-huh. R.I.P. Yeah, the R.I.P. Ape, the ape who was taken too soon. Right. The noble ape, justice for Harambe. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think you need an unrelated internet thing. 
If we want to keep What about the... that picture of like uh what about that picture of uh, Kermit the Frog playing the banjo? Yeah, that's good. Those nuts though. <laughs> I like yeah, it. That's fun. I like it. La, 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 la. Jordan. Hmm. Do you remember the most genial and talented man in all of podcasting? I mean, you're probably talking about Dave Holmes, former MTV VJ, current author and host of most television programs. Yeah, not to mention the podcast International Waters. That's the one. Which is one that is perfectly appropriate to our situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, because we are sure in those. Yeah, well, let's I mean, listen. we're more in hot international waters. Let's listen to a conversation from episode 436 of Jordan Jesse Go with Dave. <laughs> yeah, Macklemore is going to be there. Right. Ryan Lewis cannot be there. It's fine. Very increasingly superfluous. Uh, to well, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Experience. There's a real open question as to who's going to stand behind Macklemore silently. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> you know, we've got some options. Sure, we've got options. Angeline's looking for work. Yeah, we're thinking about uh, maybe getting Joe Biden. Great. Do you think Ryan Lewis would be less would be considered more of a collaborator and less of a punchline? If he just to change his name to like Duke Goobler or something, <laughs> like, oh, it's Macklemore and Duke Goobler. Yeah, like, hey, two this, those two guys with those names. Like he yeah. mistakenly just had a guy's <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah, I'll buy that. Jordan, I know that we got this Garaba T-shirt going on, but can we make a T-shirt that just says Duke Goobler? I guess. Can we? I'm done with Chip Dipson and Dip Dobson. Can we just be all about Duke? <laughs> yeah, I guess. La, 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 la. Okay, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think I'm slowly starting to remember more things about myself. What about Steve Agee? Do you remember anything about Steve Agee? Oh, uh, beloved comic and uh Guy who we could always call to come on the show if someone cancels. <laughs> yeah, because he's just hanging out vaping weed. Yeah. Yeah, of Sometimes course. he'll let you vape a little bit of that weed. Yeah, he'll oh. let you vape his weed. Yeah. No doubt he's about it. He's not going to bogart that vape. No, not at all. Well, when the movie Suicide Squad was in theaters, yeah. the three of us tried to remember all the members of the Suicide Squad. And that, I'm, and again, I can't remember a lot of a lot of my recent life, but that was a really good movie, right? Like, it looked like it was going to be good, and then it was? Yeah, it really delivered on our hopes and expectations that it would be really good. Mm-hmm. It was a sort of dark take on the superhero genre. Oh, it's about time, because, you know, comic books just aren't kid stuff anymore. Let's take a listen. By the way, have you guys heard about the Suicide Squad? Mm-hmm. It, it's all the bad guys, mm-hmm. from the Joker to a variety of others. Harley Quinn. Joker. People, Harley Quinn. And then people we care Will, about. Will Smith. As much as them. The Pol fresh, Pot. He's playing the Fresh Prince. <laughs> he famous, the Fresh Prince. Famous Flash villain, the Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, can we... Can we can we name all the members? There's what six Suicide Squads? Easily, yeah. I think there's more, but okay. So no, first of all, you so have we're the talking Joker. about the ones that appear in the movie, not every member of the Suicide Squad since the comic was being published. Yeah, we're talking about the filmic for the movie. Suicide. Okay. So number one, Joker. Yep. Number now, two, Joker. Hold on, I just want to draw the parameters. <laughs> right. Are these? Are these? Can these be government agents involved with? Assembling the Suicide Squad, or are these members? You of mean like a Nick Force? Fury version? Yeah, of, I'm speaking specifically of Amanda or the an Wall Agent Waller. Carter. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think we can include Amanda the Wall Waller. Okay. That's a talking walrus, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they call her the Wall. So we've got Joker. Number yeah. one, we've got Amanda the Wall Waller. Sure. We've got Joker. Mm-hmm. Joker's the Joker. We've got Joker. Uh huh. Joker's girlfriend, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Quinn. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Carlton. Uh, <laughs> Carlton, sure. <laughs> uh, the brown note. <laughs> He's that DC villain that makes you shit your pants. <laughs> he embarrasses Bruce Wayne at galas. <laughs> Wait, there's... He has a really low voice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that the brown note that is in all those <laughs> when a cool thing happens in a movie trailer? That's brown note. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, from Inception. Oh, okay. That's the brown note. We haven't oh. got them all. I mean, we're having fun here. But so we haven't we, got them all. Sure, we should. We got Dwayne Wayne from a different world. Yeah, mm-hmm. got those sunglasses that flip mm-hmm. down. Who else have we got? I think we got them. The all. London Fog. London <laughs> Fog. Yeah. Alex Rodriguez. Hmm. Yankees legend. Yeah. Hillside Strangler. Yeah. <laughs> Dikembe Mutombo. Mm-hmm. The McMartin Preschool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Air Bud. Brain Ape. <laughs> brain Ape. <laughs> it's an ape with a lot of brain brains. Ape. It's got a huge <laughs> brainy head. The thing is, just yeah. got a standard size. Yeah. It's just relatively bright for an ape. Mm-hmm. And you got. Black Einstein. Black Einstein, sure, yeah. <laughs> Gene Gene the Dance Machine. <laughs> Car Liker. Sam Mary. The guy who likes cars pretty well. Yeah. I think we got all six, right? No, I think we only got four. Oh, yeah, we only did got four. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the human anchovy. Sure. Manchovy. <laughs> These are some bad dudes. Manchovy, the human anchovy. What's crazy is you could never imagine manchovy going good. No. Okay, because that guy is a force for darkness in the universe. (laughs) Pisses on your pizza. (laughs) Some of the Suicide Squad, you can see them. Dwayne Wayne, you could see him going good. Mm -hmm. Easy Cheese, you could see him going Mm -hmm. good. Like he's a bad guy, but he's sort of on the in the middle. And of course, Fartster. And then the two of you, you and Steve Agee Jordan, Mm -hmm. got really sensual. Do you remember how sensual you were? I mean, maybe. I mean, was it as sensual as Santana and Rob Thomas's hit song Smooth? One, (laughs) two, three, four, five. And out. Not that sensual. Yeah, let's take a listen. Right. Can I talk to all the ladies for a second? I would love oh, to hear yeah. Jordan real quick. Mm-hmm. Can you holler at the ladies in the Jordan mm-hmm. Jesse Go audience yeah, right let now? Let it go, hey, Jay. Hey, girls. Whether you're human, cyborg, mm-hmm. uh, part of some sort of Borg-like collective, mm-hmm. whether you're a ball of pure energy. Sure. I think you're brave. Yeah. I think you are strong. Yeah. And I think you are beautiful just like you are. And don't listen to all these fashion magazines and all these 
television sitcoms that tell you you need to be a certain size, a size negative zero to be beautiful. Mm, Tell it, it, Joe. Not everybody's a sample size. You you just live your truth. Right. And to me, that's beautiful. Mm, Jordan Morris laying it out. Yum, yum. Mm, Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) Can I tell you, this is just like something that I like to live by. Sure. And this is certainly for the ladies mm-hmm. out there. Oh yeah, Jesse. But I hope <laughs> Steve, your uh, your R&B breakdown voice is Give great. Give it up, Jesse. Let's hear it. <laughs> I just want to say that real balls mm-hmm. of pure energy mm-hmm. have curves. Sure. Mm. No matter what the magazines tell you. Yeah. Jesse loves curves. (laughs) You know who came? You know who I wish was with us on this desert island? Hmm. I'll give you a hint. Yeah, it rhymes with Patrick (laughs) Warfurton. Does it rhyme with Patrick Warfurton? It does. Well, I mean, it's Patrick (laughs) Warburton. So, I mean, if we do, you know, if what we're getting at is would, like, you know, character actor Patrick Warburton to be here. I mean, obviously he can't because he's uh, off um, doing the voices for most cartoon characters. And filming commercials for most rental car agencies. Yeah. If only some people could do impressions of him. Really yeah. good, accurate impressions. Hey, Jordan, give me one of those coconuts. <laughs> It's like he's here. I like to drink the water from it's inside. It's like he's here. Yeah. Give me one of those coconuts. I sleep in sand. <laughs> he sleeps in sand. <laughs> like the thing that I would go on Twitter to complain about ruining my childhood if mm-hmm. you recast it with all women mm-hmm. is just Patrick Warburton going, yeah, I'm evil, Dave. <laughs> Dave, I'm evil. <laughs> That's right, Dave. I'm evil. Yeah, Dave. Dave. That's Dave. right, Dave. 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 Dave, hey Dave. 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 Hey Joe Rogan. That's right. <laughs> Joe. I don't remember any of their characters. Yeah. Who's Andy Dick? Candy Alexander. Is that on uh Netflix? That's on I some weird News fucking Radio. thing. News radio is funny as shit. Was and wa- yeah, it's one of those things that comes and goes from Netflix inexplicably. Yeah. It might it might not be on there. That's anymore. right. We're on Netflix. You yeah. know, it's on like a it's on like Ovation Stream or some shit right now, you know? <laughs> like something that you're like, what even what? It's on 4chan. Yeah. If something momentous happens to you, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. You guys want to say any more stuff in a putty voice real quick? Yeah, just call the number. That's right. You call it. Yeah. Dave. Just, just go ahead and call the number. Hey, Dave. Call it. I just put the salad dressing in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm crippled. This is him asking him asking for salad dressing in his yeah. mouth. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. That's against the law. Uh, Giggity, giggity. <laughs> it's me, Stewie. <laughs> uh, Brian the dog. I'm a talking dog. Oh, gag from Family Guy. <laughs> la, 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 hey, check out these Disney princesses that can't even. Look over here. Get on these swings you could go to anywhere. It's California Adventure. Fly around. Fly around on these... Look out, that golf ball's going to hit I thought we were going to do Warburton reading BuzzFeed list titles. That was my proposed next 19 times Pizza Rap made you cry. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Pizza Rap. (laughs) 
My name is Pizza, and I'm here to say. Watch these Korean girls try Irish snacks for the first time. <laughs> so I jerk it off to this? Why do we do these? <laughs> Why would you want to watch a Korean girl eat an Irish snack? <laughs> Fucking weirdos. We hired this guy. To be an investigative reporter, he's doing real investigative reports <laughs> for BuzzFeed. Some pretty good writing on this sometimes. Yeah. It's the politics this, guy. Take this quiz and see which one of the Powerpuff girls you would eat <laughs> on a deserted island. <laughs> oh, I got bubbles. I had to dismember and eat bubbles. <laughs> Number Gave five will starving. shock you. Gonna eat bubbles. <laughs> hey, bubbles, come here, get eaten. <laughs> Our producer is Brian Fernandez. Up there in London, England, home of the London Olympics. Jolly old London. <laughs> London, England. Why are these policemen wearing these hats? I'm going to get those bobbies. I'm evil, Dave. Dave, I'm evil. I enjoy this 80-degree beer. Oh, good. Oh, room temperature, perfect. That's exactly how I want to drink something. What a great country. What the, what the hell's that lady, a queen? <laughs> hey, that's nice. Hey, that's Queen. Can't wait to have a plate of boiled food for breakfast. <laughs> One of the classiest guests we had this year on Jordan Jesse Go yeah. was Jonathan Ames, mm. the acclaimed literary writer. Why would a writer. novelist come on the show? <laughs> oh, he's stooped to television. Oh, okay. Yeah, it seems like it would be damaging to his brand. Well, previously, but now that he's stooped to television, oh, okay. it can only burnish his brand. Television being the lowest medium. Sure. So he, so he's just, he's just, you know, careening, careening toward Earth from the pedestal <laughs> at which he once sat upon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out there with Jonathan Lethem. Oh boy. Whatever. Zadie Smith. Hanging out there, having brunches. I bet that's what they're doing up there on those pedestals. Poached eggs, going bird watching with Michael Shabon. Poof, cha. Those novelists love that shit. Anyway, he came on our show. Let's listen. Hulk would be a very dramatic lover. Wouldn't that be the whole thing? The Hulk, he gets all enraged. Yeah, and, passionate. I mean, how could he be not? Wouldn't that be the lure? Do you was think, the drama? Or? No, you're right. I think you were poking holes in my bit, Jonathan. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay, I thought maybe you were covering up for what really happened. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I think, right, I think that, right, it is a funny idea thinking of making love to the Hulk or just, you know, like courting the Hulk and him just like, <laughs> would you like to go to the farmer's market? <laughs> But I think I think it makes for a nice visual, a little human riding on his back somehow. Oh, I would love to ride the Hulk. <laughs> you know. Farmer's market. Jordan, would you like to rent a paddle boat? <laughs> oh, that sounds delightful. Could yeah. Can I ask you a question, Jordan, sincerely? Please. I don't know if you dated exclusively the Hulk or mm-hmm. if you also saw David Banner, but... <laughs> I, Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner? Yeah. Oh, well, David, David Banner is what he was man. called on the TV show. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what David Banner the Rat Man is named mm-hmm. after. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, uh, Bruce Banner, if you also dated Bruce Banner, but do you think that Bruce, maybe you know, mm-hmm. can Bruce Banner become engorged without hulking out? Yeah, I think that is part of, I mean, obviously, like, you know, superhero comics have to, you know, you can't get, you can't get too dirty. 
Right. But I do think that they is... can show a hard on, but they can't show penetration. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like a playgirl. You could show a half chub. Right. That's why there's Daredevil's always got a half chub. Right. Uh, but, That's what he's famous for. But I think that is part of part of Hulk lore. Is that's why. You know, that's why relationships are tough. That's why he's kind of a loner is because I think part of that includes when you get sexually excited, you know, the Hulk comes out. Oh, so yeah. Didn't he sue Gawker? On- yeah, he did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For just this kind of conversation. Exactly. Uh-oh. La, la, la. I, I had a, a conversation with a dominatrix. It was not mm-hmm. while I was being dominated. This was a casual conversation in a group setting. Group therapy. Group therapy. <laughs> uh, Jordan goes to BDSM group therapy. Yeah, we we go. We meet at the, we meet in a church basement. I'm unhappy. Pow. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, and she told me that she was. What what they call in the BDSM community a switch, meaning that she could be a dom or a sub. Oh. So if you wanna, if you wanna, if you want a hard spanking dominatrix, she can do it. If you want a a naughty turkey schoolgirl, she does that. And cheese sub. Sure. <laughs> oh God, I would love a turkey and cheese <laughs> she, sub she right can about make now. One of those. You want <laughs> an orange either, Julius? She can either spank you or make you an incredible sub. <laughs> oh boy, she calls Why it a not hoagie. both? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> It's a regional thing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, called a Hulk hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I had heard Hulk bragging about his hoagie, and it turned out to be quite small. <laughs> all right, well, it's probably because he took uh, steroids, right, and it got all shrunk oh, down. Oh, no, it's maybe. A good possibility. Maybe. I'm sure that's what it is. La, 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 la. Now, Jordan. Hmm. We can only play five seconds of Santana's Smooth. Legally. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. Uh, However, we can make as many song parodies as we want. And Ian Carmel really helped us out in episode 454. Jesse, I want you to to introduce yourself again. I guess I just don't believe And what I want to see from you, what I want to see from you. I don't think I can do it, Jordan. I don't think I can do it. Close your eyes and think about the most committed performers they are. People who do YouTube parody songs. Okay? Yeah, okay. Somewhere out there, there's a fucking good-looking Mormon family. Uh-huh. The dad was in theater school. Right. Dropped out when the wife got pregnant. Yeah. But fucking a couple times a year, he wrangles the family uh-huh. to do a song parody. Right. He's in great shape. She's in great shape. They both have pretty good voices. Their kids don't want to be there, but they are. Right. And they fucking belt out uh-huh. an amazing parody uh-huh. of Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe right. called Call Me Gravy. Uh-huh. They fucking drop that shit just in time for Thanksgiving. Right. Everybody forwards it. This uh-huh. is me. This is my family. OMG, so cute. You're committed. Jesse Thorne, introduce yourself like you are a fucking obnoxious YouTube parody family. Can I just imagine Daniel Day Lewis? That's fine too. That's fine too. Becoming a cobbler. Whatever, whatever your whoever your commitment spirit animal is. Okay, we're just gonna start completely over. Yeah, it's Jordan. Brian, cut this out. (laughs) 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the monster. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, our guest is here, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know him as a stand-up comic, mm-hmm. beloved stand-up comic. Sure. You know him as a successful television comedy writer mm-hmm. on The Late Late Show with James Corden. His name, Ian Carmel. Hey, I just met you. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. <laughs> hey, I just ate lunch, and this is crazy. <laughs> But I'm still hungry. So, so pass call that me gravy. Call me gravy. Pass that gravy yeah. better. It's hard to eat, but I need I'll, some moisture. <laughs> My mouth's so dry. So, so pass, pass that, that gravy. gravy. Before I had this turkey, I was so hungry. I was so hungry. I was so hungry. I don't know the rest of the song though. That the was original. amazingly good. Thank you. <laughs> la, la, la. Jordan, do you remember the holidays? Yeah, I mean, they're full of beloved characters, right? Uh, Rudolph, Frosty, Parson Brown, Jingle Horse, <laughs> Grandma who was run over by the reindeer. Exactly, and you Krampus, added... Krampus, Shadow Jew. <laughs> and you added... <laughs> Some racist shit from Denmark, probably. <laughs> you added a new character to the mix. Your famous Christmas misogynist on episode 456 with our friend... Brian Husky. It's for the fellas in the audience. <laughs> so, ladies. Why can't the ladies look a little more pretty on Christmas? Right? Thank I you. Mean, I know. A, I want a present. Let yeah, me see something. I, there's a couple presents I'd like to unwrap. Dump them out, ladies. Um, <laughs> ooh, I like this character. <laughs> uh, the Christmas misogynist? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Dump them out. Dump them out. Uh, um, uh, and this is something that a woman could do. Too, I want to be I... fucking all the way till Three Kings Day. <laughs> There's 12 days of Christmas. Um, Let me get in that ass. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get in that ass. That's good. It's nice to have Patrick Warburton here on this island mm-hmm. with us, Jordan. Yeah. Oh, what? what was that, Patrick? Hey. Jordan, mm. trying to build myself a raft. <laughs> hey, I better eat crabs. I gotta eat crabs. He loves to eat crabs. I usually eat these in cakes. <laughs> oh, you just pick them up out of the sand and put them in my mouth. <laughs> oh, they're crabs. They're crunchy little devils. <laughs> probably exoskeleton. <laughs> uh, probably exoskeleton. Well, there was one actor that I genuinely and truly wish mm-hmm. had come on this island yeah. with us. And would come with us. I sure. like it when we all come at the same time. It's nice. <laughs> uh, that's, of course. So you don't got to do a bunch of after, extra work after, you know? The great Sam Elliott. And he came up on episode 457 with Janine Brito. Do you think Sam Elliott is powerful enough to narrate mustache rides as he's giving them? Oh, boy. Like, do you think he can... You can well, go to town and throw his voice so that while you're enjoying that incredible journey, you, you, get, you get the voiceover accompaniment. That you, would have be nice. a, you have a truly beautiful clitoris. <laughs> I've seen a lot of clitorises in my time. <laughs> <laughs> was your Thanksgiving okay? Was it was it, uh, was I, it a... I was uh, taken in by some friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends are Norbosh, very funny uh, Muslim comedian, and her husband, Duncan. And we did two Thanksgiving. So the first half was uh, Duncan's family and the second half was Zara's family. And Persian Thanksgiving 
had five different sauces. Whoa. So I was in heaven. Food Whoa. is a vehicle for sauce. And I sure. was like, Ooh. It was gravy, classic gravy. That's more sauces than you're getting with like an app platter at TGI yeah. Fridays. Yeah. It was so good. There were now, were like these three... pouring or dipping sauces? Uh, I Pouring. Right. Pouring. Pouring sauces. A few chutneys. Were there any porn sauces? <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to want to go to the wet spot for that? That <laughs> was the spot. <laughs> Uh, uh, Maybe that's what they mean <laughs> at the strip club, just that they have a lot of nice sauces available. Oh. I should have. Blue cheese. Sure. <laughs> Barbecue, nice honey mustard. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, you're getting five sauces. Five sauces. Four pouring. Oh. God, I am, I am so with you, man. Good. When I have a sauce variety, I'm like, this mm-hmm. meal is a success. Yeah. Well, what's Fantastic. nice about going to a friend's Thanksgiving uh, that comes from a non-European cultural tradition or even a recently immigrated European cultural tradition uh, is that you often get all, a set of traditional Thanksgiving foods with a second set yeah. mm-hmm. of culturally specific Thanksgiving foods. I went to a Filipino Thanksgiving. It was full of amazing f- foods. They get they all... You have a full Thanksgiving dinner plus a second full Filipino Thanksgiving yes. dinner. Yeah. That's what you want. Well, guys, sounds like Thanksgiving was great for everybody but Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the man who had to deal with him on the Amazon customer support line. Uh, hey, sounds I, like you – listen, memorable. Jordan, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to – It's me, Sam Elliott. I'm going to go ahead and give you a $30 <laughs> – Gift certificate. That's Jordan. That's that's what I can do for you. I can give you thirty. You haven't already. Check out some episodes of Transparent. <laughs> it's a really lovely show. If you want to get your puss up on the mustache, <laughs> go ahead. Plop it down there. Oh, hang on to them hats and glasses. I'm, I'm gonna. So here's the wildest ride in the universe. I'm gonna. Wilderness. I'm gonna go ahead and waive the customary <laughs> five cent fee. <laughs> Just ignore my t-shirt. <laughs> Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. If you love podcasts, comedy, and creativity, and you're looking for some new friends to share them with, why not check out MaxFunCon 2017? MaxFunCon is a chance to get away from it all, spend a weekend laughing, and return inspired to create amazing things. Join us for MaxFunCon in Lake Arrowhead in June or MaxFunCon East in the Poconos in September and prepare yourself for one of the best weekends of your life. Tickets are on sale now at MaxFunCon.com. Well, Jordan, we've really summed up all the different ways we've wasted our listeners' <laughs> lives. Yeah. All the different sand grains that have passed through the hourglass of our of our listeners' lives. Hope over the you're past happy, year. assholes. <laughs> well, I've regained my memory. I uh, feel pretty good about where I'm at and uh, ready for another year of podcasting if we get off this island. Yeah. But apparently we can podcast from the island, so I think that'll be okay. Um I'm not I, sure about the logic of this, how this works. I don't I don't know either. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't honestly recall. Hey audience, don't try and figure it out. Wait a minute, there's a there's an ancient battlefield going on around us? <laughs> oh no. Hopefully they don't kill the lions and whales. No, maybe we want that. Yeah. Get rid of those lions and whales. Yeah. Hey, you know, we've been doing uh Jordan Jesse Go now for <clears throat> ten, ten years. years. Ten long years. 
wasted <laughs> years. Ten arduous. Right. That's longer than Seinfeld was on the air. Did you you know that? Remember that movie? And it's weird because this is better. Do you remember that movie, Intolerable Cruelty? Mm, vaguely. Yeah, it starred George Clooney and uh, what's that Welsh lady it's called? A less, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. The yeah. lesser but very watchable Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a ton of fun. The original in the shooting script, the title was Intolerable Cruelty, colon. Mm-hmm. Jordan Jesse goes first decade. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, those studio heads, those fat cats, made them fat cats. made them remove it because it was confusing. Yeah. Right in the nards. <laughs> Take that. Right in your cat nards. Right in the cat nards. So. You're going to wish you got fixed. We actually got a call during our yeah. episode with Brian Husky. Yeah. About a man who. Got Lyme disease twice over the course of listening to our show. Yeah. Uh, and it prompted us to ask the listeners. How, how engorged are your ticks? <laughs> how, your, how your life has changed since you've been listening to the show. We've collected some calls. Yeah. And I think we're going to end on those. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who suggested a clip for this year's sh- clip show. And thanks to Brian Sunny D. Fernandez uh, for putting the show together. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Daniel Baruela for being our guest engineer on this week's program. Um, and most of all, thank you to all of you for supporting us through uh, all the pain and difficulty that it must have caused you to have this show pumped into your ears mm-hmm. for these many, many years. Um, it's been a real trial, and uh, we wouldn't have been convicted without you. <laughs> so thank you for your testimony, you snitches. <laughs> Once we get out of this, oh boy, we're going to stab you good. I'm going to pound your gonna nards. Pound your cat nards. Bye, guys. Bye. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. A long-time listener calling to let you know how my life has changed since I started listening to you guys 10-ish years ago. I started listening in... 2014. I was in 7th grade, and now I am 23 years old. In the last 8 years I've been listening to you. I first tuned in in 2009. In the 7 years I've been listening, I've been fired twice, hired thrice, and had a child along the way. I've since had three kids, moved to Boise, Idaho. I've gotten out of three very serious relationships, came out to my family as non-binary. Graduated high school, graduated college. Smoked a shit ton of weed. I've graduated college. I've gotten married. I've had two kids. I became polyamorous, and my yeast infection cleared up. So I just got married, and we closed on a house today. Now I'm halfway through a PhD in information studies, which they used to call library science. I graduated high school. I started smoking pot. I started college, and I've continued to have no sex. At the time, I was in grad school for computer science. And I've since graduated, and I'm a sculptor who does public art installations. I started listening to you guys uh, while I was at my terrible job at the government documents section of my university library, uh, working there in the basement like an asshole. Um, and now, uh, years and years later, I run my own record store like a real asshole. Um, I used to be in law school since then. I've been a public defender, and now I'm, I've got my own office with a friend of mine, 
and I represent people accused of crimes and uh, people who have their kids taken away by CPS. Went to Max FunCon. I found out that improv comedy wasn't absolutely terrifying. Could actually get through it. Wasn't any good, but that doesn't matter. Started taking improv comedy classes in Fort Worth, Texas. Started taking them in Dallas, Texas. Started uh, making a podcast. I moved out to Los Angeles and I started working on small film sets for sketch comedy videos and I edited like 150 YouTube videos, and I got paid for some of them, and now I I edit TV shows, which is all I really wanted to do in the first place. When I first started listening to you guys about five years ago, I was a drunk barista in an abusive relationship, and now I'm three years sober and happily married in a healthy relationship, and I just graduated um, from college. I am 30 years old, a summer cool loud, and I just got offered a, a big kid job. Since I started listening to George Desigo, I stopped just listening to things and also started contributing to the arts in my community. I started doing stand-up comedy. I started my own podcast. I started my own radio show. Got my first real grown-up job. Lost my virginity, learned how to drive a car, and learned how to ride a bike in that order. So, I I guess I'm a big boy now. My life is like a thousand times happier now than it was when I first started listening. And you guys have gotten me through some, some great times in my life and some terrible times in my life. Love you guys. Uh, it's a big part of my life, even though we don't know each other. And that seems a little trite and creepy, but it's true. Run through the bed and scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop and listen, love you. And I also want to apologize to Sunny D for all of these rambling, drunken, overly sexual momentous occasions that I've called in with over the years. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.